Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. Yes. In Nash Vegas, enjoying NRB, National Religious Broadcasters. Uh, Not normally one to attend uh, large conferences of this nature, but there are a lot of great speakers, a lot of great networking that goes on. But, you know, I, I have historically been somewhat of a cynic whenever it comes to, and, and especially as the days wane on, right? And I, and I realize that um, the days wane on and the days grow darker, but uh, the church should be growing brighter. <laughs> but I realize that we have also become part of an industrial complex. So I could talk to you about what the Democrats are doing or what the Republicans are doing or what they're all not doing, right? And I don't know what that would do for you other than tickle your ears uh, with information and really more of my opinion, which is fine. I realize you listen to me uh, for information and my opinion, but I, I feel strongly that as I am moving deeper into Psalm 91 in my life, I feel very strongly about bringing you with me. And I'm not going to read that to you because I want you to go and read it for yourselves. If you're not familiar with it, Psalm 91, uh, my my preferred version is King James, but... Um, you know, I, I rummage through a lot of them, uh, because I enjoy the tapestry of words, uh, but my foundation so that I know whether or not I'm being fooled by someone else's translation and people who like to leave out, you know, little things like Lucifer from their translations. I'm not really sure how you have a savior from death, hell and destruction, uh, if you don't have a prince of the power of the air who is running that princedom <laughs> of hell, uh, death and destruction. So what would be like if we've been, if we were bought back and redeemed and reconciled, who and what were we bought back from? If God told Adam or asked Adam, who told you you were naked in the garden? Who is he talking about? Right? I mean, so when I read translations that leave the enemy of our souls out of their book, of their quote, translation, their total lack of understanding and disregard for the truth And I'm not saying that the King James Version doesn't have, you know, some things here and there where I go, 
But by and large, when it comes to larger concepts and precepts, right, I don't find that scriptures are um, in disharmony. I, I don't at all. I find, matter of fact, the more I dig and the more I cross-reference, and you can do the same thing. Uh, you have citations on the cross-referencing materials right there in your very own Bibles. If you're on your app, you're not going to see those. So I encourage you to uh, obtain a Bible, a physical Bible. Get your hands on a physical Bible and be careful about the translations as well. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I was tripped up for a number of years regarding, and it was a Schofield Bible. I will tell you that. And talking about the verse that says that in Christ, all things um, have been made new. Okay. Well, on its on the on its surface, that that's that's like, well, yeah, that's true. If you're a seasoned Christian, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. In Jesus Christ, all things have been made new. Right? Like all things are new. I mean, and if you're a literalist, right, then you're like, huh, okay. Well, if I've been made new, because this is just how I think, I don't know. But if I've been made new, why am I still struggling with this, this, and that? Why am I still wrapped up in this, this, and that? If I've been made new, then like it was just a number one source of contention for me and my faith, my relationship with God, my inability to be obedient, my inability to trust that anything I read in the word was true or good because it was just riddled with confusion because of that one slight of that one word. All things have been made new. It's done. One and done, baby. Nothing to mention of going from glory to glory. You see, and so that was calling that was causing incongruencies for me. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Over here, the scriptures say that he's taken me from glory to glory, that he is the author and finisher of my faith, that he is faithful to complete the work that he began in me. So if I'm still over here doing all this stuff and this right here tells me that all things have been made new, well, apparently I'm not as saved as I thought I was. Do you see how cunning and subtle that is? It's so beguiling. And so the actual word in the King James Version is all things are become new. You know what that means? It's a present progressive term. So it gives you the opportunity to change and to grow because that's what we do. We start out on milk we should end up on a T-bone steak or whatever your meat of choice is, preferably not plant meat, whatever that stuff is. I'm from the South. I eat real meat. So yeah, talk about tripping somebody up for a number of years. Oh my gosh, it was a disaster. I mean, a real disaster because I could not reconcile that. And the person who gave me that Bible had already uh, highlighted it with all of their notes and felt like the Holy Spirit told them to give me this Bible. And, you know, super, super spiritual friend and, um, you know, someone I actually no longer communicate with uh, for a number of reasons. But yeah, I mean, not because she's a horrible person, but other things, other factors, but all still kind of stem from this uh, place of I'm going to be your Holy Spirit. (laughs) 
And when you're new and when you are hungry for God, or you have gone back to your vomit, as the word says, and you've fallen back into captivity uh, because of your fleshy systems uh, and ways, and and this person seems more seasoned than you, and uh, and someone who you would consider a spiritual elder, you know, when they take the time to give you a highlighted Bible that reeks of "I love you" and and want you to live a godly life, um, when you open that Bible thinking, "Wow, this must absolutely be from the Lord," and you digest every word as a gift, huh? You got to be careful about what you're putting in your mouth. You got to be careful about what you're putting through your eyes and your ears and down into that beautiful heart of yours. And I realize the word tells us that the heart is wicked and deceptive above all things. But we have the mind of Christ and we wear the breastplate of righteousness, which covers our hearts. So if you're feeding from a tainted trough, And it's very subtle. See what they did there? All things have been made new. Bada bing, bada boom, one and done. You're saved. Isn't that awesome? You're saved and there's no other, there's no other working out your salvation. There's no other struggle. It's that, you know, you're saved. Oh, awesome. It's like the greasy gray slope, as my late pastor used to say. Uh, But the real truth is, and the real verbiage in the original King James text is, and you could even dig deeper into that, which I love doing, right? All things are become new. And the other, the other scripture that comes to mind is that's a, that's a present progressive term. So it's like, yes, it has been done. It's also a mystery. It's a mystery. It has been done in the spirit. We have been redeemed and reclaimed by our creator from the author of death, hell, and destruction. We have been reclaimed from eternal death and eternal separation that starts now. Eternity is right now. We're in eternity right now. And that glue, you're listening to my voice in eternity. (laughs) And so it starts right now, right? And so, but think about that. The word also says that God makes all things beautiful in their time. Time, 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 right? He will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. I mean, there's so many references to time and dispensation and, you know, in, in seasoning and in growth, right? And allowing people the mercy and the grace to change. And that's something we hate, especially in contentious times like the ones we live in now politically, where everything is politicized. <laughs> everything is an industrial complex. It's an industry. Church has become an industry. You know it, and I know it. That's how I started this rant. So it is, It and listen, you know, I'm in media. I get it. This is my my business. It's also my ministry, you know, where it does uh, require my time, right? My gifts and my talents and all of that. I don't particularly like charging for the um, consumption of my spiritual gifts. I don't. It, it's I feel a little weird about that. So I have never been a nonprofit. You're not going to get a quick a kickback from me because <laughs> that's what it is. 
It is. It's a kickback and you know it. You're not going to get a kickback for me. You're going to get a blessing from the Lord whenever you bless me and others with a giving and willing heart. And that's what the word says. It's not what I said. It's not what I wrote, but I believe it. And I believe it for my own life whenever I give out of my abundance or I give out of what appears to be my lack. God always blesses that. Always. In some way, shape, or form, it may not come back in the way of money or financial blessing, but it comes in the way of freedom from something I've been struggling to get loose from. It comes in the way of a lot of things, an idea, ingenuity, right? Because whenever your heart is untangled from the worship of mammon, from the servitude to mammon, then your heart is free to serve the author of our liberty. And that includes beautiful, wonderful ideas, um, freedom of mind, body, and spirit, uh, connection, relationships, restoration. Oh, I could go on and on. Those are not kickbacks. Those are blessings that come without repentance. And those are blessings that come without grief, right? But the kickbacks of the government and what the church has bought into industrially, which is a complete lie, by the way, uh, with regard to your 501c3s. Yep, here comes your sacred cow alert. Sacred cow alert. I'm a for-profit because I'm a compassionate capitalist. I'm a capitalist. And so I'm a business owner and woman. And that's, it's, it's like I'm doing business. So my media business is my business. My ministry is my ministry. And it does cost money in order to keep a ministry going. But um, I digress. Although, you know, Paul and others were like, hey, I'm going to keep building, uh, you know, working on roofs and plumbing and yeah. And whatever else I need to do, you know, I'm a carpenter, I'm going to keep doing that. So I'm not a burden on, on you as, as a, uh, as an elder, as an apostle, you know, in the church, I am not going, I don't want to be a financial burden on you all. Um, and that's why they had people with gifts of hospitality, right? I love, that's one of my gifts. I love, oh my God, hospitality. I love hosting people for anything. I love taking care of people. You know, I'm a nurse at heart. And so I'm just like, I love making, making people comfortable on this side of eternity, right? Just providing peace and reconnection and beauty and affording people the space to reconnect with their creator. That is, that is like the greatest gift I could give anyone whether I'm doing that with my voice and the words that I use in my show, I'm doing that on the air, you know, visually, or I'm doing that. You come to visit my home for a week or a weekend, um, or, you know, in the coming days, another place that you guys will be able to visit. Um, you know, what a blessing, what a blessing that God has placed that vision in, in, you know, in people's hearts and minds who already serve in that capacity for you to go and refresh and unwind and, and reconnect, disconnect from the world, recommit yourself, your heart, your mind, your life, your pocketbook, your kids, your sex life, your spouse, you know, your money, recommit all of that back to the author and creator of, of all things good in your life. The, the father, 
who provides, watches over you, right? Doesn't mean everything's going to be hunky-dory for sure. We know that. But he allows you the opportunity to change. And the world will never allow you to change because the world hates change, especially change for the good. So the world will work against anything. The world system will work against you every step of the way in order to ensure that you do not grow. And particularly in this heated era of, of everything's politicized, if, if anyone on the right sees anyone on the left start to go, hmm, maybe what I've believed this whole time is crazy after all, and uh, I'm going to step away from everything we're doing on the left, right? People on the right are either yum, 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 yum. They're either super pumped about, you know, just it's all going to be a hug fest. Welcome to the party, right? Either we're just arms wide open, doors wide open, or... Uh, we're like, I don't think so, buddy. I don't trust you. You ain't coming in over here. Nope. Not a, not happening. Don't believe you prove it. Like we have no balance. We have no mercy or compassion and we have no judgment. We have no right discerning, which is called right judgment. And so we don't know how to test the spirits by the spirit because I believe it's because our spirit has become so dull and desensitized to the actual voice of the actual Holy Spirit of God. And there's only one. There's only one Holy Spirit. There's only one God, as far as I'm concerned. There's only one living God. There are many gods in the earth, lowercase g, but we erect them. We worship at their altars which is what gives them power and authority in the earth. Because guess what? They work themselves out through us. Doesn't that make sense? Just takes it out of all the spooky talk and just brings it down to very practical, duh, application. Right? I love it. Common sense. Common sense is a beautiful thing. Making things easily entreatable. That's the gospel. Making things easily digestible. That's the gospel. Right? This is like our formula for the day. I have a new grandbaby, by the way. Yay! Praise the Lord. She's magnificent. She's perfect. She's beautiful. She's amazing. She's such a gift. And right now, she's not eating T-bone steaks. She will, hopefully. But right now, she's drinking her mother's milk. Because that's all her little digestive tract can take. Because why? It's growing. It's formulating. It's, it's connecting. It's being turned on. There are things that have never had to, um, had to operate because she's been nestled in her mama's womb for the past nine months. She's been connected to her mother who does all of the eating and digesting for her. Right? So now she's outside of the, outside of the womb. And many of us have just plopped out onto this, you know, thing called life even with our Christianity and we're disconnected, we're just like, I get this vision of like, you know, an astronaut in a spacesuit who's just like, God still has the umbilical cord <laughs> attached to the spacecraft, but he's just kind of, you know, hanging out there in space with his arms flailing, like he's just floating, right? As meteors and all kinds of things passing by, he's in this unstable environment. He has no oxygen, uh, you know, but they got, he's got his bubble suit on, but he's connected, but he's just kind of floating along 
And if one thing bumps into him, he's toast. And that's kind of how I see how a lot of us in the church are operating. So I could play the role of a Rush Limbaugh or one of my favorite females. Um, of course, she's so much of my favorite. She's she's one of my favorites that I can see her face and her name completely menopausally escapes me. But um, she's a brilliant female pundit. Um, but that's going to make me nuts. So Holy Spirit, please bring me her name <laughs> while I'm in this broadcast. I have to go through the alphabet. Do you guys do that? If you forget someone's name, it really does actually work. So I'm like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, Martha, Martha. Is that her name? (laughs) I was stuck on M. I'm a mess. Anyway, she's great. And uh, she fills in a lot for Hannity. Yes, uh, dark hair. Her name's not Martha. I'm thinking of Martha McCallum, and she's blonde. Anyway, um, I could sit here and, and have those conversations with you, but that's not really moving the needle. And it's not really moving the needle on this country. It's just not. And whether we like it or not, America, as we've known her, has been placed on the scales of God. And she has been found wanting. And there's no going back. There's no going back to what we were, to what we had. We are changing. And thank God that all this stuff has been revealed. And there's more, I'm sure, to come. I have no doubt about that. But thank God the wickedness, the level, the stench has been released from the belly of the DC beast for all of us to smell, to inhale it. It's just, it's a stench. Imagine the stench as it makes its way to heaven, right? The stench in the nostrils of a God who would never sell us, never sell us. He bought us. He bought us back with his own blood. Right? So imagine the stench from DC and other, just the whole country. I'm just focusing on us. Forget about the rest of the world. As much as the news wants you to be focused on Ukraine, I need you to focus on your soul, right? On your children, on your spouse, on your bank account, on your talents and gifts, on your ability to repent, on your ability to hear from God. So whenever it all does go dark one day and you can't hear uh, from people, from your favorite people on airwaves or all of your favorite people have been rounded up and persecuted because of their faith in Christ, where are you going to be? And you don't think that can happen in this country, but I'm telling you it can, it is, and it's going to continue. It has, it has begun And if you don't think that the church is in the crosshairs of Satan, you guys are living in the religious industrial complex. And I would encourage you to lay off of all of the book buying and the five steps to Jesus and the 42,000 steps to finding your Boaz and 
you know, take the one step towards your bed and fall to your knees and ask God for the ability to reconnect and to show you things about your life that he wants to deliver you from. And he wants to empower you in order to live his kingdom here on earth and to fulfill his will here. We pray for it all the time. We recite it like a bunch of minions and we don't know how to live it. We have no power. We're not living God's power in the church of America. We can't even forgive each other. And we and we think we're going to call down fire from heaven and we refuse to enter into his rest. That is not going to happen. That is not how that works. So, I want to encourage you today to do exactly that wherever you are. And however perfect you think you are in your walk, I dare you to ask God to show you the areas of your life, to put your life on the scales and to ask the Lord where you're out of balance. Where would you be found wanting? I dare you to do that. I can do that because I've done that. I do that regularly. Thank God. It's not because of my righteousness. It's because he is so faithful that he does leave the 99 to come and find my butt. And he's done it on more than one occasion. And I'm just grateful. And so I do not come at you. I don't step to you in a spirit of accusation or uh, sanctimony or some kind of false piety. Nope, not at all. I come to you as a as a grace-filled saint who continues to struggle with sin, just like you, right? And in God's mercy, his mercy abounds. So that's what I want to leave you with. All right. I love you guys. You know where to follow me. I'm also, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, Rumble, and other places. You can sign up for uh, my newsletters at monicamatthews.com. You can purchase my merchandise as well. We'll have new merch coming very soon at monicamatthews.com as well. And uh, yeah, be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. <laughs>